The House of Roll journeys far and wide to bring you exceptional quality kitchen and bath fixtures. In all of this, you'll see the details of your own story. The story of a life well-crafted. Welcome to the House of Roll. It can be tricky navigating our new digital world. For young people, the constant buzzing and beeping can induce stress and anxiety. The kids are using their cell phones in class. And that is an incredible distraction. I mean, we know how distracting our cell phones are to us as adults who aren't trying to pay attention and learn learn information that may or may not be super interesting to us and to have that that cell phone going off with the alerts, the news alerts, the Snapchat alerts, the group texts, there'll be a class and they all are group texting each other. I mean, think about passing notes when we were in school. This is like passing notes on steroids with 20 people and it's just going and going and going. So that was sort of my angle where I was coming in, looking at the situation and being like, this has to change. We have to figure this out. We have to swing the pendulum back to the middle. Alison Wagespeck from Irvington wants young people to be more savvy about their smartphones and other devices. She and other mothers have joined forces. They've formed a group, Heads Up River Towns. Wendy Hart devised a campaign to start the conversation. Consider it a baby step, a small change. They call it gray for a day. It was my idea, and I had heard about going, putting your phone on grayscale, um, because phones are made to be very addicting with all the color and... Um, if you put it gray, which is black and white and gray, it makes it less appealing and less, you're not as drawn to it. And it's actually a very peaceful kind of look. I actually, so we started um, Go Gray for a Day, which is once a month. It's the first Thursday of every month. And we have some questions on our website for people to reflect on what it felt like to them to have a family discussion about it and just to build awareness of how we are on our phones and if we're seeing a difference when you're in grayscale versus color. Wagaspak has been looking into research that explores the addictive qualities of apps, games, and electronics. They use a technique called persuasive design. So basically what they're trying to do is create apps that are as addictive as possible because eyeballs, our eyeballs are what they want. They want us to spend more time on the app so that they can sell ad space. What happens in the brain, there's an endorphin hit that we get every time we look at a bright color screen and any time that we get a new piece of information. So that's how people get addicted. That's why you see people standing at the grocery store and they have one second and they're checking their phone um, because they want that little hit, that endorphin rush. And the endorphin rush is less when you are on grayscale. It's like reading a book or a newspaper instead of looking at a bright multicolored screen. Lisa Wade has three young children. No phones yet, but she knows at some point a phone could be a useful tool. If they had a phone, they could tell me they've arrived or that they're leaving. Or if I've changed meeting locations, they can text me and I would know, um, or if they're going to be late, or if I'm going to be late, I can communicate with them. But her dilemma is this. Today's phones are so much more. The unfortunate aspect of a smartphone for children is that it has everything on it. It's essentially a mini computer. While it's very convenient for adults to be able to multitask, work, you know, I'm a working mom, so I get to work and be a mom at the same time, and my phone allows me to do that. So it's really convenient for me, but to give the same 
technology to a 9, 10, 11-year-old is, to a certain degree, neglectful because they're not old enough or mature enough to really know how to handle it. She's considering a flip phone or a stripped-down hand-me-down. If I'm going to take my smartphone and pass it down, I can go to my wireless provider and basically erase the phone and make it, quote-unquote, a dumb phone. The mothers of Heads Up River Towns urge parents to wait until 8th grade to get their children a phone. In the schools, they promote phone-free lunch. We brought in games and cards, and we encouraged the kids to not use their phone at lunchtime on that one day. Wagusback says they've also issued a challenge called Stuck, which is Screen Time Usage Challenge. So now we ask the kids to keep track of their screen time for that day that they go gray, and then they send us a screenshot of their screen time going down, and the kids who have the most decrease in their screen time get, like, a gift card for lunch. Wendy Hart has noticed a change in some of the students. They are really looking for the adults to set some parameters for them, particularly in school, and they don't want to be on their devices as much. Allison Wagusback is hearing feedback too. We have some kids that have come up out of the woodwork who are like, it's a relief. We, we're looking for you as adults to guide us and help us. We know we have a problem. We know that this is addictive. We're, we're asking for help. It's like with anything else that the teenagers need to learn how to manage. Drinking and drugs and sexual promiscuity and all that stuff, like this is an extension of that. Wendy Hart. I have a friend whose son thinks this initiative is amazing. He is a ninth grader who is majorly into technology. He's a coder. Um, We spent an hour talking about this one day, and he is just, he's like, your people are missing like nature, like they're outside and they're on their phones and like look outside. He's definitely like somebody who's wise beyond his years. But he has been talking to people, his peers about, I think we shouldn't have phones in school. I think, what do you think? And he was talking about there might be some um, pushback from the kids, but he says that he thinks, and when he talks to the kids about it more, that they all think that it would be a good idea. Another teen that she knows instituted his own cell phone ban at a get-together. He and his friends at his birthday were out in the city, and they decided to pile up their phones at the end of the table. They're saying how much better that dinner was, the interaction between their friends, because they were all present, and the memory that it would create is a lot different than everybody being into their phones. Lisa Wade puts it all in perspective. We all know the benefits of technology. We are all aware of how convenient it is, how efficient we can become um, with technology. We're not saying that technology is bad. What we do want people to realize is be mindful when you're using your phone. So while you're with people, Put the phone down and have face-to-face conversations. We don't only see this with adolescents. We see this with adults as well. And if we can change our habits so that we are getting back to that face-to-face communication, I think that we'll feel less stressed about having these phones that we're all find, you know, a necessary evil.
Um, we just need to kind of bring awareness that there are options. We don't always need to be connected all the time. We can set aside time when we are on social media. We can set aside time when, you know, we're looking at, you know, scrolling through Instagram, when whether we're just Googling things online. But when we're with people, that's the time that we should be with people. Go outside, take a walk without your phone. Go to the football game you know, in your town without your phone. Go out to dinner, put your phone away. Um, all of those things are possible. And it um, just lets us know of what's important in life. And people are important in life. In Irvington, Sean Adams, WCBS News Radio 880.